0: Hello friends and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm so excited because today's episode is just me. If you guys are regular listeners of my podcast, you know I've had quite a few guests on lately, which has been so fun and I really like. But I know that there are a lot of people who really prefer just the solo episodes that are very casual Whether you're on your way to work or if you're cleaning your house or whatever it may be, it's nice just to listen to one person talking about a bunch of random things. That's just very calming to listen to. So I hope that this podcast is going to be that for you today. I'm doing an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while that I've been thinking about and that is just about hard lessons that I have had to learn throughout my life so far. I'm only 23 and to be quite honest my life has not been that hard up until this point. I think that there are a lot of things that we go through that really shape us as people whether that be getting a new job, moving somewhere new, going through different friend situations and you know having a baby one day or losing a loved one. Like there are so many things that we go through that shape us and so I've been reflecting a lot lately about just things that I have learned especially over the past few years i think from the ages of 18 to 23 you just learn so much and since getting married and being financially independent i've just learned a bunch of different lessons so i have 10 to share with you guys today i try to make them from all spheres of life so i have friend situations that i've learned from i have financial things i have career things i have just things that i've learned from going through hard situations in my life that may not be as hard as other people's i think a lot of times when people talk about about these things it can be easy to say you know oh you haven't had it that hard or so and so has had it harder and I just want to acknowledge that that is definitely true but I just don't think that's meant to downplay the situations that you go through as a person too so that is what this episode is going to be I do have a lot of faith references and a lot of books that I've read recently I've been reading a little bit more frequently and I have a few that I've finished that I'm pulling some takeaways from so if that's not really your jam either hearing about faith-based perspectives you don't have to listen to this either I just want to say that up front because I know a lot of people don't like to listen to the more faith-based episodes but of course I can't really separate I mean I say this in every episode and maybe I should stop because it's probably pretty apparent but yeah it's hard to separate my faith from obviously the biggest things I've learned in my life personally for a high and low of this week my high would definitely be the fact that we saw a house this weekend and if you guys Follow me on YouTube. I will have a video kind of sharing about this house that we looked at. And if you watch my videos, you know I always drive by houses and because we are looking to buy a house within the next year or so, I'm always looking at what's out there in different price ranges and different areas. And we saw a house that is in our price range. is probably a bit bigger than what we'd actually want to buy in an area that we really like and we loved it and this has been the first house that we have looked at here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that we actually like and not that we're actually going to buy this house I mean I would love to buy this house I do think it was too large it was a four bedroom four bath which is just I mean if you guys know me I don't have a lot of stuff like that house would be absolutely empty until we had multiple kids so It has just been so hard to find the style of home that we like. We love older homes that obviously have like a renovated kitchen, renovated areas to it, but we love when the bones of the house are a bit older and that's really hard to find in kind of like the Dallas-Fort Worth area because so many of the homes here are new And for a while, I mean, if you watch my videos, I've been going back and forth on this so much, but we wanted to build and then we wanted to buy a house that was already built and we just keep going back and forth. But I don't really know. I do know that we want to buy sooner rather than later. So building is probably not the route that we want to go to. But all that to say, it was so encouraging to see a house that we actually liked that felt homey. It was so bright beautiful area and was and it would probably go over for the asking price because that's what everything's going for here in Dallas right now but it was actually a realistic house to look at and it was very reassuring because we have looked at very many houses and gone to different open houses more so in the Dallas area we kind of decided and this is another thing I've been talking about in my videos lately or the ones that are coming out soon I'm very much over where we live I love our apartment we just don't have doors in our apartment it's kind of like a loft style so we're definitely ready to have a bit more space I mean I'm recording this podcast on the floor of our closet and I moved all the shoes so I could set my laptop down like I'm just at a point where I'm ready to have somewhat of an actual office space and to have that separation and since living in New York since I was 18 I've just always lived in Apartments and I've lived in smaller areas, even though our apartment now I would say is relatively big and I love it. I just think with the dog and everything, I'm at a point where I'm really craving some space and some more privacy and a backyard and not being in a place where people drive like crazy. These are all things that I'm going to talk about. If you want to follow my YouTube channel or watch my videos coming out, I love it. I'm so thankful for my life. But where we live right now is very much an urban city location and I just don't feel entirely safe living in this area anymore. So that's besides the point. But all that to say, that was the highlight of my week because it was nice to see a home that was just really beautiful and actually a realistic option. I've also felt really fulfilled with work lately, which I really appreciate. Um, I've been posting a lot more frequently really interacting with people in real life for work situations and just feeling very content and it's such a nice way to feel and I always want to sit and recognize that because it can be easy when things are going well to think okay when are they not going to go well like oh I should hold on to this right now because soon enough things aren't going to be well but I want to sit and just appreciate the fact that I love what I'm doing we went to the mall earlier today and I met a really sweet girl who actually said she loves my podcast. I was like oh my gosh that's so cool. I feel like most people watch my YouTube videos so it's nice to hear someone listen to the podcast and she was so sweet and yeah I just feel like there's little god things like that that always happen that remind me to be thankful for what I do and to love what I do and I'm just in a phase where I love sharing my life. I love editing my videos making them fit a certain vibe and I've just been really thankful and content so I wanted to say thank you to you guys for allowing me to do this as a job because I love it so much with that being said I think the only really low of my week and I don't know if anyone else feels this way and I usually don't get like this but the holidays have kind of been stressing me out And I'm not usually someone who gets caught up and, you know, stressing out about not having gifts for people or feeling like, oh my goodness, Christmas is in three or four weeks away and am I doing Vlogmas? And with YouTube, this is the season where things really amp up. You know, you have a lot more brand deals. Ad rates are a lot higher for AdSense, so they really encourage you to post more. That's not why I'm posting more. I'm just posting more because I love what I'm doing. I haven't done Vlogmas for a few years now, so it's definitely not the reason. And not that that's the reason why a lot of people do Vlogmas on YouTube where they post every day until Christmas but I think that is an incentive and it's easy to get caught up in I don't know like the consumerism of it all we just went to the mall and it was crazy there were so many people there there are advertisements everywhere trees everywhere and I don't know I just kind of felt my heart longing to slow down a little bit and that's actually one of my lessons that I've learned. So I'll go into that one too in a bit. But yeah, I'm trying to take a deep breath and remember for one the reason why why I celebrate Christmas personally, which is because we're celebrating, you know, Savior Jesus Christ being born and longing for that in that Advent season. So I think I want to try to really celebrate Advent this season. I just ordered a new book that I'm going to read to for the Advent season. And so I just need to slow down a little bit and enjoy things and remember the reason for it all and not get caught up in the busyness of all the holidays. My first lesson that I wanted to talk about was just that things aren't always as black and white as they seem. I have always been someone, and you guys know I'm an Enneagram one, I like when there is a clear order to things. I like when there are set rules. I really follow like strict routines really well and I think when I was younger I was just more inclined to judge people more easily than I am now as an adult. Things just always seemed pretty black and white and I think it's sometimes easy just to assume that situations are exactly as they seem at face value and I think especially when you're interacting with other people and specifically what I mean when I talk about things not always being black and white is usually when I'm dealing with people. I think when you get in an argument with someone or you feel so set in your ways about how you think about a situation, it's nice to know that there are people who believe very differently than you and that doesn't mean that there's a right situation and a wrong situation. I do think that there are clear-cut ways where things are right and wrong but when it comes to someone acting in a way that you just don't understand like say you have a friend and she gets really insulted by you not texting her one week or something you can see that situation as oh my goodness she's so petty that wasn't even how I was trying to be she's overreacting but you also might not know that she is actually feeling really lonely because she doesn't have a close relationship with her family or because she has been really going through it at work work's been really busy and she needs an outlet like their situations are usually a bit more vague than it may seem and I think that this is something that I've just learned the older that I get and also when I disagree with someone like say they just have a viewpoint that I may not agree with Not demonizing other people for that because they probably have a reason why they're believing the way that they do, and it's not good just to jump to conclusions and to assume things about other people. I read this book probably a couple years ago and I love it. It's called Bait of Satan Living Free from the Deadly Trap of Offense. It kind of goes into learning how to not be offended by certain situations and how to deal with going through trials and tribulations from a Christian perspective, but I love this quote in it. It says often we judge ourselves by our intentions and everyone else by their actions. It is possible to intend one thing while communicating something totally different. Sometimes our true motives are cleverly hidden even from us. And I love that first line that says how we often judge ourselves by our intentions and everyone else by their actions. And reading this book it really helped me realize that I have a lot of issues within myself of how I judge other people because say someone says something that offends you, they say something and you find that it's really off-putting, that might not be their intention. It might just be the way that they're coming across but instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt, you assume that they're out to get you. You assume that Their actions are actually speaking for themselves rather than, hey, maybe they actually didn't mean it in that way and asking for that clarity. It just is good to have grace with people. I did a whole episode on why it's important to give yourself grace and give other people grace. But I have just found I'm a much happier person when I'm not going around life, A, being offended by things that upset me. Be being someone who offers grace i'm not saying you willy-nilly go about and you never remember when people wrong you and you're naive about life that's not what i'm saying i just know when i'm not carrying around this burden of being offended by everything that i see not judging other people i'm just a much happier joyful and content person number two is that comparison may not be the thief of joy and i know this might sound a little crazy i mean it's meant to sound a little crazy you want to sound a little like Hey, things aren't always how they seem because you always hear the quote that comparison is a thief of joy but I have realized that yes it's not okay to compare yourself to other people and you shouldn't go about wanting what other people have and you know letting other people's and resenting other people because you're comparing your life to theirs but I was actually at my family's house last night and I was talking about this with my sister Jamie and she was talking about how you know, actually it's good when you're comparing yourself to people that you actually really look up to, that you really see the life that they're living, the character that they have, and you want that for yourself too. And she was talking about it in a church setting, how she's around a lot of families with kids and she likes to look up to them and think, okay, well, that's how I would want to parent my kids. Or, hey, I really like how that girl goes about her life with so much grace and that's a healthy way to compare yourself and i actually went home and i was googling this because i wanted to learn if this was you know something else that other people had talked about and i found this article i'll have it in the show notes but it's from desiring god and it says comparison is not the thief of joy and she says this is a quote she says holy imitation isn't about cramming ourselves into another's mold it's about recognizing the Christ-like principle another has applied to their life and figuring out how to apply them to yours. It's not about making all of our voices sound the same, but getting us all to learn the same songs of the Lamb who was slain. It's not about making us all identical, but about training all of us amid our diversity to walk together in the light of Christ. It makes me think of the verse 1 Corinthians 11:1, 1 where Paul says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ and looking up to other people and that's not to say that you go around always comparing yourself to other people and not having a sense of self for yourself but it is okay to look to other people and to look up to them and I think about for me, I look up immensely to my parents, especially the way that my parents raised me, the character, the way that they have dealt with finances. Those are things that I look up to. And I'm so thankful that I have parents that I can look up to like that because I know that's not the case for everyone. There are certain friendships that I especially look up to because I value the way that they're living their life. And I want to say that typically the people that are living their life in a way that you look up to they're not talking about it they're not living a flashy life that you're just always having to see i really think that these people in my life that i look up to they're people who don't boast about their character they don't boast about how much money they have they don't boast about how great parents they are they live the reason why I started this podcast from that verse of living quiet lives and working with their hands one of my favorite books is by Oswald Chambers and it's my utmost for his highest a great book I'd highly recommend reading it but he has this quote that says the people who influence us most are not those who buttonhole us and talk to us but those who live their lives like the stars in heaven and the lilies in the field perfectly simply and unaffectively those are the lives that mold. I recently had a friendship that kind of just simmered out and for a while I felt really guilty of did I not put enough work for that friendship? Did I not you know really invest in it? And I realized that it fizzled out for a reason because that was a person that I mean just wholeheartedly I wasn't looking up to and thinking like hey I want to live my life in that way. I really believe the people that you surround yourself with you do become like That's not to say you should only surround yourself with people that are just the same as you, because that's also awful advice. And if people tell you that, you should not be in a chamber of people that only think and look and seem the exact same way as you. But it is important to have influences that you look at their life and you say, hey, like, I like what they have. I like the person that they're becoming and I want to be like that. And that was a friend that I just didn't feel that that was the way that i felt about them and i'm sure that i wasn't the way that they wanted to become either i think on the flip side you look at the story of cain and abel where you have you have two brothers and god favored abel's sacrifice more than cain's and then cain took that out and ultimately took the revenge out on his brother and I think that's an example of, okay, you shouldn't compare yourself in that way where you are actually becoming jealous and envious. And and then Cain ultimately got God's wrath for that too. So, you know, it's not good to be that way either, but I've just learned that there is kind of this idea that you should just go about being super individualistic, not surrounding yourself with other people. And But it is important to be around other people and have a healthy sense of comparison where you're looking up to people. Oh, guys know how much i talk about brooklinen because i love their products and so i had to share that they are currently having their biggest sale of the year right now if you guys want to shop i have their core bundle sheet set we just have some very simple cream sheets but they're the best because i don't know if you guys are like me but i like when my sheets also kind of keep me warm but cool and they're the best they get softer every time you wash them they are the best sheets ever brooklinen also has loungewear that i really want to try i'm actually thinking of asking for them for christmas because there's stuff in So great, but I've never tried their loungewear. But they look super soft, super cozy, and they also have bundles of items too. If you guys want to save some more money with that, I just shared about this on my Instagram. But our bedroom is probably my favorite room because everything is just so simple and neutral. And it's always my favorite time of day when I crawl into bed into our Brooklyn and sheets because they are just the best. I mean, we wash our sheets all the time, cash is always on the bed, and they have held up so well. I've had the same sheets for probably over a year now, and I just switched them out. Out with other brooklinen sheets and they have lots of different patterns solid they have everything that you can need so i'm gonna have brooklinen in the show notes if you guys want to shop don't miss out brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is here and if you're listening after the sale you can still save you can visit brooklinen.com and use promo code next n-e-x-t for 20 dollars off with a minimum purchase of 100 that's dot ncom promo code next n-e-x-t number three is that people cannot read your mind i think as a person communication is actually my worst thing about me i just didn't grow up with having you know a really healthy communication style i've always been someone who was really quiet and i would say was more so shy in high school i don't think i'm really a shy person now i very openly love to talk to people but i'm an introvert. I like being quiet and it's kind of ironic that I have a podcast because I am naturally someone who does like to keep to myself and I have just learned so much through especially romantic relationships the importance of actually communicating and I think I always get asked about you know people getting married and they're needing advice for when they're engaged and if you're someone who also struggles with communicating you have to communicate on everything and anything especially if it's something that bothers you if they are doing something that bothers you if there's just a small thing that's naturally creating resentment communicating about it is going to make the biggest difference I don't know there were just times when especially when we first got married I just expected Aiden to do something because I thought that he was on the same wavelength as me and when he didn't do it I would get so offended like let's say I don't even know if I have an example for this, but I'm trying to think back because I was like a year and a half ago. He has always just been a very talkative person and someone who really talks through his emotions and when he's processing something, he talks a lot. Me, on the other hand, I'm someone who does retreat. It's easy for me to retreat and to kind of get put into my shell when I'm just unsure about something or if I'm dealing with something or if I'm sad about something and It is just not right to make people read your mind and to get offended and lash out on them when they don't do what you expect, when they don't even know that it was an expectation. Not having expectations is probably another good thing to learn because those just ruin relationships and even just small things and this might be kind of dumb but for me i really like valentine's day i think it's a cute holiday and for me i knew if i didn't tell aiden that hey i like want something to happen on valentine's day i want to go out to eat i want to get flowers i just want it to be a holiday i just straight up told him that and now for valentine's day i know that he's just going to do something for me and i'm going to do something for him And that might sound kind of stupid and cheesy to have to say out loud that you want to do something on a certain day and obviously make it something realistic. But now I know when Valentine's Day comes that he's going to do that for me. I don't think it makes it any less romantic because he still goes out of his way to do something to surprise me, but that was something that was important to me. And so I told him and instead of letting things simmer and then they eventually boil over and you get upset, just talk about them and clearly communicate what you want. Number four is that harsh words eventually sting less. This could go in a lot of different directions for a lot of different people, but whether that be when someone says something to you that insults you, for me, it has to do with the kind of job that I have with getting comments, getting assumptions about my life, getting assumptions about me. I have just learned as I get older, I don't really care what people think about me. And when you're in high school, when you're in middle school, the way that people perceive you just seems so important. And the reason for that is because of our biology, you know, we as humans want to survive and it's good to have a good reputation. That's like a an instinct that we have because it is a survival thing. But the older that I get, I realize that, it just doesn't matter to me what random people think about me and gets to a point where you just have to assume that not everybody wants the best for you, not everyone has the best intentions for you, and not everyone is going to like you. And I think I spent so much of my life always trying to explain myself and especially online, explain my situation, explain the way that I am, explain things, and it just gets to a point where some people just aren't going to like you. And that's okay because you probably don't like everyone too. I would hope that you would like most people, but I also really believe that some people just have a lot of hatred in their heart and they're going to take that out on other people and you can't let your ego of wanting to defend yourself, of wanting to explain yourself get in the way because I have just learned when my ego steers me in that direction, it never goes well. I love the quote that says, don't take criticism from people that you wouldn't take advice from because it's just so true. It's not your place to always have to explain yourself. People who say things about you, who want to believe certain things about you, aren't always looking to have their minds change. Again, this is another quote from The Bait of Satan, but he says, trials in this life will expose what is in your heart, whether the offense is toward God or others tests either make you bitter towards god and your peers or stronger if you pass the test your roots will shoot down deeper stabilizing you and your future if you fail you become offended which can lead to defilement with bitterness getting back at people and getting upset at people really only makes you more bitter as a person and i don't know about you guys but i don't like being around people who are bitter who are constantly negative who are constantly offended I just don't like being that way and so you can let the things that people say about you make you bitter and make you someone who people don't really enjoy being around and make you someone that you don't even like to be around like I mean as a person I like being by myself I like being my own presence I like trying to be a way where I have grace and just joy and a lightness to my life that I enjoy sitting with myself alone I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to become defiled because I let the things that I go through and the words that people say about me burden me as a person. Number five is that passion is great, but consistency gets you farther. I think that passion really sells well. And I'm not talking about the passion that gets you to do daily work that's mundane, really boring. I'm talking about the passion of feeling super on fire for someone and kind of those mountaintop moments that aren't everyday moments that... Maybe you one day feel really passionately about your job so you have a really good day but 350 of the other days aren't so great. It's so easy to get caught up in thinking that you need passion to love someone, you need passion to do your job well and I mean don't get me wrong, I think that you should like what you're doing, you should enjoy doing it but from my own experience and the days that I felt really passionate about what I was doing, very passionate about the people around me, those were much more far and few than the days when I just consistently went about working hard even if I didn't feel that motivated even if I didn't feel that passion for what I was doing and this can apply to a lot of things I think in marriage you know day-to-day things aren't that sexy they aren't that glamorous but I can say that I love my spouse so much more now than I did when I met him at 18 because we have gone through so much and it's just different. And if you're trying to ride that flame, even if that's your workout routine, say you feel all this passion on January 1st because you started a new year's resolution, but then that wanes by the end of January, it gets to a point where it has to become a habit of loving another person, of actually going to the gym, of actually pursuing friendships and Yeah, I've just realized, especially with doing YouTube too, posting consistently, showing up and putting out content, even if I don't really know how it's going to perform, even if I don't feel super passionate every single day, I'm doing it and I'm working for it. And that's always what I tell people who want to start like YouTube or Instagram. You just gotta show up. You gotta show up. You gotta post consistently, you gotta be there. And that doesn't mean that every day you feel this giant spark for what you're doing, but you do it because you know that the end goal is going to pay off. And I think about this, I just read this book on the fruits of the spirit. And I think as a Christian, if you want any fruit in your life, fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, you have to actually walk in the spirit. John 15, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And I think you bear fruit in your life when you are consistent, consistent with the talents that God has given you, consistently showing up and working hard and remembering, you know, me within my faith, remembering that I must abide in God before abiding in all the other things that the world tries to throw at you. Number six is that not everyone is an authority. And so this one's pretty specific for me because I have just always grown up really trusting authority. I'm someone who has no problem respecting what someone says. Again, Enneagram 1, I like order. I like having rules and it's easy for me to look up to someone and respecting authority. And I think a lot of that goes back to, I just always had good authority with my parents. Like I respected my parents. My parents lived lives that, again, I looked up to. So I respected them and it wasn't... big deal for me to follow their rules because I looked at them and thought, hey, my parents are doing a pretty good job, so they must know what they're talking about. They also loved me in a way where I knew that they had my best interests at heart, but again, going back to before, not everyone has your best interests at heart. I think this is something for me that has really made me struggle with finding a church because you just see so many stories about pastors It coming out that a pastor is having an affair, and you know, being put on this pedestal where you're reading their books, you're listening to their sermons, but then you realize that they weren't being faithful to their wife and. You just think why would I want to look up to that sort of authority and I think it's easy to let that make you become jaded and again I don't want to be jaded, I don't want to be bitter, but I've just learned that you should really see the fruit of someone's life before seeing them as an authority and also get multiple perspectives and make sure that you have people in your life that are holding you accountable because you also see the fruit in their life, but not just willy-nilly looking up to people, obeying rules when you realize that people don't actually have your best interest at heart number seven is to never stop nurturing your relationship with god this one is a huge one and i have a podcast episode that i shared about kind of my testimony but a big part of my testimony was feeling a big sense of not having a personal relationship with god very much being in tune with the intellectual side of my faith of understanding the bible and understanding theology but not feeling that closeness and intimate relationship with god another oswald chambers quote says it is possible to know all about doctrine and yet not know jesus the soul is in danger when knowledge of doctrine outsteps intimate touch with jesus have i a personal history with jesus christ the one sign of discipleship is intimate connection with him a knowledge of jesus christ nothing can shake and i think there are times in my life when i neglected to pray about situations i would feel so stressed i would feel so anxious but i wasn't actually communicating with god and letting him know what was on my heart and being still I was just so busy I was running around from one thing to the next that I wasn't actually thinking to commune with him I also love this quote this is from Prince Caspian by C.S. Lewis such a phenomenal book such a phenomenal movie as well but Lucy says Aslan you're bigger and he says that is because you're older little one she says not because you are he says, I am not, but every year you grow, you will find me bigger. And I don't know why that line is just so simple, but it always makes you want to cry because I love the imagery. If you guys don't know C.S. Lewis' series, his series of um, the imagery of Aslan and Lucy, Lucy just being this small girl and Aslan being like this large lion and him saying that the older that you get the more you will find him bigger and just throughout my life I have seen that so much you know coming to my faith as a young teenager but then going through these life seasons where God becomes a bigger part of my life and I rely on him more and I trust him more and I'd like to say that that was always at the same level throughout all my life but it hasn't like it ebbs and it flows but I never want to lose sight of having that intimate relationship and that's why I love the C.S. Lewis series is that relationship between Lucy and Aslan, because I really do think that a lot of our faith is meant to be in that childlike way of looking up to God as a father figure, as someone that we trust and rely on. And it's really important to maintain that relationship with Him. Number eight is when in doubt, slow down. Y'all know that I have done a lot of slowing down over the past couple years and I think especially being around kids I'm always reminded of me it always reminds me of this when I'm around kids I was with my niece and nephew yesterday and just seeing how kids have no sense of time they have no sense of urgency and you know it takes them like five minutes to put on their shoes but they don't care and how they're so content with simplicity and just taking a while to do things and taking their time, it would really do us well to look at kids more and realize that, hey, we should actually be more like that, not always trying to rush to the next thing. I think a big way I learned this was just rushing into a job, not praying, like I mentioned, not really trusting that he had my best interests at heart and not taking that time to slow down. Like having that margin of time in your life is so important because that is when you really think. I'm a personality type where I... Like, do not sit in silence. I don't just sit... I'm either cleaning, I'm doing the dishes, I'm editing a podcast, I'm thinking of a video idea, I'm thinking of a TikTok, I'm thinking of a reel. Like, there are so many things going on in my mind where it does me so well just to relax my shoulders, take a deep breath, and just sit sometimes. Number nine is that it's probably not as big of a deal as you think. There are so many situations in my life that I was so stressed about that I look back on and think that was so not a big deal. I mean, for one, planning our wedding and making a lot of changes during the pandemic I remember thinking I'm gonna look back and regret not having all this stuff that everyone else got to have for their wedding because of the pandemic and I look back at our wedding and it was exactly how I wanted it to be I wouldn't have changed a thing moving to Texas I think that I thought that that change was going to be so much more of a big deal than it actually was I was really worried about hey, what if people only like to follow me online because I live in New York City and I'm just going to, you know, not perform well at my job anymore. That was not true at all. And I think about friendship situations, especially when I was in high school, having like petty drama with friends that I now look back on and think that was so not a big deal. If you're going through something right now, and I'm not talking about really big things like losing someone or going through financial hardship. I don't want to discount if you're going through something that's like actually probably a big deal in your life but the small things we often make so much worse in our heads and I always have to remind myself when I'm going through something that hey this is probably not as big of a deal as I think because I've learned that by now and number 10 is just to never lose your sense of curiosity I think it's really easy especially nowadays to just get jaded by everyday life and to get to get complacent with things and to get really bored of you know the mundane nature of your everyday but It's so important to continue to find beauty and small things. It makes me think of Philippians 4, 8 that says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. It is so good to be a person who is curious. Like, when I think about people I love to be around, my friend Melissa, who I just did a podcast with, Always so great at asking questions, always so genuinely interested in my life and what I'm going through. And it's just so refreshing to be around people like that who are curious about you or their work. They're just always loving the newness of the way that their life is. It's just refreshing to be around those people. And I think, especially with work specifically, it's good to have a curious heart of always wanting to switch things up and to try new things. I always talk about The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer because I love that book. He has this quote that says Image and dust. To be made in the image of God means that we're rife with potential. We have the divine's capacity in our DNA. We were created to image our God's behavior, to rule like he does, to gather up the raw materials of our planet and reshape them into a world for human beings to flourish and thrive. That's only half the story. We're also made from the dirt. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, we're the original biodegradable containers, which means we're born with limitations. We're not God, we're mortal, not immortal, finite, not infinite image and dust. I love the way he paints the words about gathering up the raw materials of our planet and reshaping them into a world for human beings to flourish. It's just such a beautiful way to describe that no matter what you're doing in life, if you're working a job that seems really mundane or if you're working a job that you love and you feel really creative, to embrace that and to accept that it's okay to be curious even in the small things, even in the big things, and to never lose sight of having that sense of, you know, wonder about the world because it keeps you from getting better. It keeps you from getting jaded and I know with my career with making videos that when I feel that sense of, hey, I have this like really random new idea, I'm going to throw this out here, I'm going to make this video. I think the last time I felt that way was when I did that video on how to stop living a chaotic life. Such a random video. That video actually performed really well, but it was one that I just threw a bunch of ideas together that I had been feeling and thinking about and kind of switched up the editing style, felt more creative. And... I think that God rewards us when we do that, when we have that sense of curiosity in what we're doing there are obviously so many more things that I could share about this topic I've definitely learned some more things than this but those are kind of the things that I have top of mind so I hope you guys enjoyed I hope it also encourages you to think about the things that you've learned in your life things that you might not realize when you're just like going through the busyness of every day but I just sat down for an hour and thought about some things and thought about books that had shaped me and this is what I came up with so I hope you guys enjoyed this solo episode it was nice to actually i don't know sometimes i feel like when it's just me and you guys it feels a little bit more intimate and i feel like we actually got to catch up even though i never get to actually hear from you guys so i love meeting you guys in person though if you ever see me feel free to say hi because it really does make my day especially just meeting that friend today but if you guys enjoyed feel free to write a review to the podcast feel free to let me know always tag me in an instagram story when you're listening i love seeing when you guys are listening it really does make my day but yeah Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys in my next episode. Bye, friends.